0: And Russell Westbrook like that I will remind you this is your 7th year in the league Carl Anthony Towns you went to the playoffs once other 6 times you did that and Russell Westbrook for all his stubbornness and all of the rock and the baby and all of this other stuff as you said he never cheats the game with his effort and what have you he is clearly having an absolutely positively miserable season the worst season of his career but to mock him like that I was like damn That's kind of classless, y'all. Y'all could do better than that, especially when you Minnesota and you ain't been doing anything for the better part of the last two decades. You're having a good season now. Congrats to you. But damn, it was a little excessive, a little bit unclassy, I might say. With the game. Now, when we have a little fun with the game, now we being classless. We have a little fun with the game. Now, when we have a little fun with the game, now we being classless. Right? That's what he said. Classless. It's cool, though, I understand. It was cool when people was doing this in people's face, right? It was cool, right? Aye, right. things came back to bite. Aye. Right. Now.
1: Yeah. Don't let what I do in 30 minutes confuse you on what took me 10 years to master nigga. That's what you really paying for, nigga. Me and Vince is jacked. We like the new light. New whole and yeah, the new. Rizzo and nigga, like a new DJ Premier, guru, nigga. Yeah. Stop asking me what I'ma be. I'm relentless. Stop asking me when I'm free. I'm expensive. And In my incentive upgraded to my percentage. And I don't mean to brag, but you gotta remind them niggas. And I ain't here to tell you the flaws, I'm not your dentist. You fraud how you say on God and you not religious. I noticed the optimism, the reason I'm optimistic. My ex seen you know, I was rapping when I used to ride with her. Bitch, know I been trying to bust around, ride nigga. And I remember times on the grind with my niggas. But I would not remember if you was not a member. Just cause you took a loss, that don't mean you not a winner. I'm Draymond, arguing with a top five defender. And fuck the industry. I do not vibe with niggas. I'm in the basement, but I'm not live with Tigger. Besides, niggas know I be outside. I'm (laughs) real up. Pick up somebody, my size or bigger You don't wanna be a segment on Fox 5 No nigga, your top 5 got me in a top 5, no nigga, Don't go Like I'm allergic to stop signs, my nigga When anybody listening, you ain't Gotta listen, cause people get offended When they see you not offended, I got Unfinished business, nigga said that I was finished LeBron with it in the game, I played A lot of minutes, but I can't waste time Sitting, knowing the clock ticking, had the ball So long, they think a shot clock tripping It's a lot of y'all that know I wouldn't lie To y'all niggas, you are now talking to the
0: Alright, 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 alright Yo, 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 yo What the fuck is the deal? Oh yeah It's your boy King on Sister. This is a late night thing I mean, some of y'all niggas are still up It's Friday night, man A lot of y'all getting some mean top right now A lot of y'all trying to get a bitch To get, get a bitch back to the crib To get the mean top And a lot of y'all are at home Drinking or Netflix and chilling, whatever, right? But before you go to bed, right? You can put this shit on, right? All right. This what we call classless. We gonna call this show classless. That's pretty. That's a pretty dope title. As you heard in the intro, really, Stephen A. Coon, yo Coon ass man, you ain't wanna talk because first of all, nigga. Yeah, you played basketball, but that was 25 years ago, before your unfortunate injury. You're doing the same thing that Jay Williams did. Now, but except, Jay Williams is not a coon. You are, you're the coon. You all-time high-level coon-ass nigga. You gonna get mad at Carl Anthony Towns because... He's been in the same division with Russell. He was in the same division as Russell Westbrook for as long as he was on OKC. He had to deal with that Rock the Baby shit. He was getting their ass kicked by 30 points per game against the nigga. Carl Anthony Towns has been called soft by a lot of his detractors. I thought he was soft too. Not going to hold you. But this season, I'm seeing a different type of edge from Carl Anthony Towns. I'm seeing a dog within Carl anthony Towns. I'm seeing something different. And now, when it's our turn, because the Lakers, you know what I'm saying, the Wars weren't even thought of as a playoff team this year. Let's keep it a buck. So for them to be pretty much in the playoffs, right? And they're going against the team that was picked to really come out of the West. I mean, I had them third, but you know, a lot, you know, since it was LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, et cetera, right? We get a chance to talk some shit back. They don't like it when the rabbit has the gun. It's never fun when the rabbit has the gun. That's just a goddamn shame. Oh man, guess what happened over this week, right? I don't know what day it was. It was probably Tuesday or Wednesday, right? But Mace, Murder Mace, came back with a song. Now I know what you're thinking. Mace always retires and comes back and retires and comes back. We get it. But however, I now understand why he kept doing that. Mace has been trying... I mean, I think he finally got his release off of Bad Boy a few years back. I think that um, he finally uh, got his release off a of Bad Boy or whatnot. So... He drops a record called the Oracle 2 Because remember the original Oracle Mace was coming for Cameron, And Cameron responded with dinner time The irony that Cameron instrumental is playing right now But let's stay on topic So the Oracle 2 details Basically Puff Daddy's old business practices And Mace alleges that everyone on Bad Boy who's living right now, who didn't pass, of course, got all their masters. But him allegedly from total to the locks, got all their publishing, got all their shit, but not Mace. I mean, Mace only put out three albums on Bad Boy. Including the 1997 classic album, Harlem World, right? But these people are talking shit about Mace for putting auto-tune on his shit. I mean, it worked. A lot of people are checking out the record. I think the record is incredible because everybody knows that Puff got his business tactics from Clive Davis. Clyde Davis taught him the motherfucking game, Ghost, on how to basically maximize off of poor cats from the ghetto because these guys don't read contracts, they don't know the stipulations of their contract, they just want a record deal. And you
1: have
0: to uh, you have to put it to in to perspective that Puff was only twenty four. So, I don't think that current Puff Daddy would do the same thing as he did 20 plus years ago. But however, as May said, nothing he said was a lie. He wasn't lying about, wow, like he said that for a tribute concert to Biggie, Biggie's daughter couldn't even get into the concert. That's crazy. He bought up the CUNY thing when all those people got trampled at that concert. He bought up, like, so much. And, you know, it's true. So, shout out to Mace. I mean, he's he claims that he's dropping an album soon. I hope so. It'd be great to hear some new mace. I'm a fan. All right, all right. Now, let's move on to Stephen Curry. This is breaking news. Steph Curry is will be reevaluated in in two weeks with a, a, a I think it's a foot injury, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's a foot injury. Because uh, Marcus Smart dove into his foot. Whether it oh, it says sprain. He sprained the ligament in his foot. That's the actual injury. Um, he's supposed to be out for three weeks, but he'll be reevaluated in two weeks whether he can practice and contact drills. You know, he'll be re-evaluated in three weeks. It's kind of messed up. Not going to hold you up. Because we were just getting used to seeing Steph, Clay and Draymond back. And speaking of Draymond, Draymond is back in the lineup full time. He's fully recovered. And, I mean, I think the Warriors can hold it down. think that the Warriors can hold it down without Steph for a couple of weeks I think they can still be like 500 but Draymond being back in the lineup I think you get a true point guard Get a guy that can set people up. You get a guy that can put players. I mean, Jordan Poole definitely could fill in for Steph and start alongside Clay. And I still think that they'd be a decent threat every night. Sadiq Bay, y'all knew I was gonna talk about it because I'm loud and proud from Detroit. Sadiq Bay had 51 points, y'all. Against the magic, everybody's been pissing on the magic from Kyrie to uh damn near Jason Tatum, you know. But Sadiq Bay 51 points. That's wild. It was the only game that came on yesterday, too. It's a lot of growth in that pistons organization. You got Kate. Developing a little bit faster than expected You got Sadiq Bey coming into his own Jeremy Grant is finally learning how to play like team basketball And Jeremy Grant is slowly starting to realize that he's no longer the number one option Despite him coming to Detroit to be a number one option Despite that, right? He's starting to see that Cade's the number one option. And he could be a great number two to Cade. And Sadiq Bey is a dangerous third option. Now, what, I mean, Marvin Bagley's a good addition. I mean, this team's got potential. It's all about whether the, uh, whether Troy Reaver wants to keep them together. But I also think that the Pistons need a new coach. I mean, Dwayne Casey... I think Dwayne Casey deserves to coach veteran players because that's what he's really used to. That's what he's really used to is, you know, managing older players, just like Tom Thibodeau. Like, I think the Knicks need a new coach. They don't fit, like, a good... Obviously, everyone that I know says that Darvin Ham should coach the Pistons. I think he could could, uh, help with the development of the younger players. And I think that he can bring a new style to our team and finally maximize on the talent that we have. We have been slightly under 500 since the All-Star break. And we've been holding our own versus uh, the better teams in the league. But there's been an influx on high scoring, right? Eight players this month have scored 50 points or more. From LeBron to Jason Tatum to Sadiq Bain to Kyrie Irving to Kevin Durant. I think Nikola Jokic had 50 in the game. I think he had 50. I'm not 100% on that. Joel Embiid. You know, guys like that. Like Nobody's playing defense. Players are just walking to the fucking rim. There's been no resistance. There's been no defensive scheming. And there's not much great coaching when it comes down to um, coaching. These guys are not, you know, defensively sound. There's only a few teams where defense is emphasized. And even then, you know, teams are giving up a shit ton of points per game. In the old school era, defense was emphasized. It wasn't that many 50-point nights. The only only person that was doing that consistently was was Kobe and Wilt Chamberlain. Not even Mike was busting off 60, 70-point nights. He had some. But we talking about, like... Next level shit
1: This is dedicated to the niggas You know what I'm saying Welcome to death row Like we always do about this time
0: (laughs) But anyway right The fakers They actually won a game tonight Give Lebron a Give Lebron a gold star they won a goddamn game. Make some motherfucking noise for the Lakers! Fakers winning the goddamn game. Woo! Yeah, they beat Toronto in a revenge game. Oh man! Hey, guess what? Yeah, once we get AD back, we gonna go to the finals. <laughs> oh man! All jokes aside. All jokes aside. They won a fucking game. Isn't that great? But we'll get to that momentarily. Ja Morant exited the game tonight that he was playing against the Hawks with an injury. I don't know what the injury exactly is because he was hunched over. So I don't know the extent of John Morant's injury. No, that's not it. That's not it. Okay, it's a knee injury. Okay. Because he was walking kind of like... He was walking with a limp. Yeah, man. So prayers to John Moran. Meanwhile, John Collins is all fucked up. Like this dude got a second opinion about plantar fasciitis, right? That's in the foot. Then he's also getting seen about a finger injury. I mean, this dude looks like he got shot up in a war. But there's no specific time frame on, on when he's going to return to the Hawks. This dude just got paid big money. Um, Sayari, Sayari the Kid, <laughs> I can't pronounce shit tonight, dropped a new project today. And you know what got me interested in this project is the track list project's called the shadow in the shade um he used to be signed uh cash money he used to be uh trying to remember it was an oh yeah he used to be uh signed under timberland he used to be signed under tim and that's crazy how he slipped through the cracks That's crazy how Cy already kid then slipped through the cracks. He released a few projects last year. This dude's been on a run independently. But the shadow in the shade was a big surprise for me because I had never been interested in this dude's music until basically today. But he, he's a rapper from the Bronx who dabbles in R&B at times. But this is pretty much a rap project that I heard. And this is pretty damn good. This is another one of those Bryson Tiller, Tory Lanez guys who are pretty good singers, but they can rap their ass off. But let's go through the track list of the Shadow and the Shade. The Sopranos. It's pretty much like an intro where they quote one of the Sopranos episodes and shit. And then, um, you know, Sayari just starts going crazy. He starts going ham. You know what Sayari the Kid reminds me of, though? He reminds me if Drake had better rhymes. If Drake was lyrical. If Drake... Had lyricism to him, that would be this dude, and he sounds like his voice has like a J. Cole sound to it. But if you combine that a more lyrical Drake with J. Cole's voice, you got Siree the Kid. Unbreakable promises featuring Jadakiss. Um, I'm not necessarily a big fan of sayari's part, but Jadakiss came through and did what Jadakiss does, which is just. Man, this is this dude in features, man, is incredible. A-Jim, you know, this nigga really sound like Cole on this song. Like, the beat, the voice. A-Jim is a very good song. Definitely one of my favorites. Press Zero featuring Benny the Butcher. Oh, boy. This nigga, Benny the Butcher, is on an MVP candidate candidacy. This nigga is... Man, Benny the Butcher bodied this song, bro. I mean, I know I say that a lot, but he does what it he is what he is who he is. He is who he is. Um Soul Food featuring trouble. Um, I haven't heard from Trouble in a long time since the early 2010s. What happened to that guy? I know he signed with Mike Will back in the day. But that's all I heard. And I was kind of disappointed that he switched his style. Because Trouble, like when he first came out, he was spitting bars. Then all of a sudden, he dumbed his sound down. You know what I'm saying? He dumbed his shit down. And it was kind of disappointing. And it definitely turned me completely off. Um so Soul Food was pretty solid. Word to my uncle Walter. Eh, that's a filler. That was probably the weakest song on here. The Good Middleman. You see? This I like this because it's a different sound, you dig? It's different. He's speaking from a middleman's perspective. Everybody talks about the plug and the drug dealers. But nobody talks about the nigga that put that shit together. Nobody talks about the middleman. And I kind of like how he stepped inside into the mind of the middleman. Funeral arrangements featuring Lloyd Banks and Ransom. Oh my God great lyricism on display by all three of these gentlemen ransom's verse that's a verse of the year candidate i'm saying it to you now it early, a early early verse of the year candidate i understand it's march i know nigga but it'll be october sooner than you know it and we'll be in a 2023 but funeral arrangements that track is tough Darkness in the Abyss featuring Mickey Fax. This is decent. Not mad at that. Verbatim featuring T.I. and Psyhide of Prince. Fire. Fire. I love this shit. On the Come Up DVD. Great title. Great concept. I like the song. It could have had a better hook. It could have had a hook on there. You know, a lot of these songs don't have hooks on them. Which is fine. But some of these songs do beg for one at least lock the bottom lock this was pretty much the girl song on here you know it's not an r&b nigga on there singing and shit this ain't an r&b this ain't r&b smooth despite him being an r&b dude but lock the bottom lock it's pretty dope man definitely one of them songs you get you clap some cheeks to you dig YouTube type beats. This is a funny title because everybody be searching for blah, blah, blah type beat. And it's kind of funny that he made a song with that title. Poverty Paintings featuring Sean Ellery. Fire. Sean Ellery drops a great verse, even though I've never heard of this nigga. But whoever he is, dope verse. Count Dracula. Dope. It's got a Drake. Count Dracula got like... I don't know. I don't know, man. I hope this is the right track I'm talking about, right? The one. This sounds like "Break the Bank" by Schoolboy Q. It's got that kind of a vibe. Real, recognized, real featuring Jr. Ryder. Where is? What happened to Jr. Ryder? This nigga is digging up guys that we idolized in the mid two thousands. but both of those guys did well a dream and a plan remix oh my god featuring big crit and raekwon yo this track is another one of those songs that has great lyricism in it big crit bodied this and raekwon killed shit too reverse psychology and reverse was solid better execution was solid Yo, this nigga dug up a '90s, le- a, a late 80s, early 90s legend on this track Freddie Fox This nigga dug up Freddie Fox Like, I never was a fan of Freddie Fox like that He was good in his prime Now he sounds like he needed to uh, rewrite his verse No disrespect to him That's just my thoughts Because Sayari had a harder verse Timeless Clocks greatness the new primo and guru this is a great closer matter of fact that's the song that i actually played in the intro say i already kid the new primo and guru so all in all this project is it one of the best projects of the year no but is it the worst project of the year no but is it worth listening to absolutely It's definitely worth a listen It's not a top 10 project But it could be like in the middle Because this year is already starting out Pretty fucking good if you ask me Now let's move into the games That I actually watched today Dallas and Philly That was a good game like, Luka and Joel Embiid faced off. And Luka Doncic got locked the fuck up by Matisse Thybul. Matisse Thybul, because Luka had a good first half. That second half, I didn't see much of him. The star of that team tonight was Jalen Brunson. He started out cooking James Harden. He was killing James Harden. He had 24 points, 10 of 14 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3. Meanwhile, Luka was 5 of 20, 2 of 10 from 3. Crazy. Outside of that, Spencer Dinwiddie was off. 4 of 12 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. Dwight Powell had 14 points. Not much rebounding going on. Meanwhile, on the 76 er side of things, James Harden contributed 24 points, 12 assists, 7 rebounds. Shot 6 of 14, 3 of 8 from 3. That's pretty decent. I'm not going to knock James Harden for playing well. And being a true number 2, got to respect him for playing his role. Joel Embiid, usual business, 32 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals, and a block. Even though he had some careless turnovers tonight. Let's move on to Memphis and Atlanta. Um, John Morant, of course, suffered an injury, but the Hawks beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Even with Dylan Brooks' return. Even with Dylan Brooks returning into the lineup, it didn't matter as without Trey Young and John Collins, Atlanta beat Memphis 120-105. to It was a rough night for John Moran. Despite him having 29 points, he didn't get, get much contribution from the other players. Meanwhile, it was a team effort for Atlanta as Bogdan Bogdanovich had 30 points off the bench. Meanwhile, DeLon Wright, starting in place of Trey Young, had 18 points. Clint Capella had 18 points. DeAndre Hunter had 14. So it's pretty much a team effort in Atlanta. Wow, I'm mad as hell I missed that Denver and Cleveland game. Cleveland ended up beating Denver 119-116. to That's crazy. I should have watched that. Los Angeles Fakers beat the Toronto Raptors ending an 11-game road losing streak. Sheesh. LeBron James doing his LeBron James thing. 36 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. A great day for the king. For their king, I should say. Winyan Gabriel, 17 points. Those are big points from a guy 7 of 8 from the field. 3 of 3 from 3. We see who was the silent partner in tonight's victory. Then Russell Westbrook. Triple-double, Russ was back. 22 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. 8 of 18 from the field. 4 of 7 from 3, y'all. Hey, Russ had a hell of a game. You can't blame Russ this time, bitches. Coming from the QB. You can't blame, you can't blame that motherfucker Russell Westbrook for this. Avery Bradley had the game-winning shot at 14 points. Four or seven from three. Poor bait. Not bad, fakers. Meanwhile, the Toronto Raptors kept up with them most of the game. They had three players score over 20 points and they still lost. That's wild. And they lost at home. Scotty Barnes. Ooh, I don't know. Kate got some competition. He's going against his uh, former high school teammate and scotty barnes for rookie of the year 31.17 rebounds six assists Ooh-wee. gary trent jr 23 points fred van Vliet, 20 points precious Shatua 18 points but mental mistakes and a lucky russell westbrook three got the bakers the victory ain't that some shit Phoenix ended up beating Chicago. I stopped watching after that second, after the second quarter. Boston ended up beating Sacramento 126 to 97. I cut that shit off mid second quarter. And um, let me see if that's it for today. All right, yeah, that's my show. Um, this is King Known Uncensored classless, and I'm out this bitch.